Welcome back to another episode of The Walkthrough. That's right, you hear me. I'm back. I know some of y'all are probably sad about that. But anyway, I'm here. You can't get rid of me that easy. I had to take a little break, a little hiatus with all my shows and everything. I was just mentally exhausted and everything. So, But Jason, my co-host who is with me today, did an excellent job of filling in. I don't even know why I'm here. He did a great job, him and his... And I forgot the guy's name. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, oh, it was uh, well. It's uh, probably one of our biggest fans, uh, Mike probably. Mick, Commissioner Ma- of the Mick Football yes. League. He did a great job filling he in. Did. He did. Obviously, there's no substitute for you. Isn't that oh, a song? Um, I, thanks for coming back on the show, Trey. Good to see you. Um, hope what? you're feeling a little better after oh, I'm last feeling week. Great. Just a little tired, but I'm great. I can't have missed this week. A lot is happening this week. Oh, I can't man. wait to get into it. So much has happened since we might have you fight were here. Tonight. We might fight There today. could be a fight. I doubt there'll be a fight, but there could be. I guess there's always a chance. Might be kicked, um, I might get kicked out of the house and never <laughs> see me again. After what I'm I, don't, I don't think we'll fight. Uh, we're civil, civil-minded people uh, having, a, having a lively debate on the, uh, on the air. Um, so you probably can't have a football podcast or a fantasy podcast without uh mentioning john gruden's departure uh so uh i think uh we kind of agreed that we do want to get on with the show but how could we not talk about john gruden so let's do it right now trey uh right off the top of the hour and uh i guess i'll open it up to to trey what what are some uh well how do you feel about it and uh why don't you tell tell us how you feel man Okay, first off, I want to say what he said, whatever he did, the things he said, I don't condone. I don't. I don't believe in I think I, I hate uh, calling uh, the uh, NFL PA. I uh, forgot his name. I'm sorry. But his lips, that's totally wrong. Uh, the vulgar language, the gay slurs, everything. That's wrong. I don't agree with it. But should he have lost his job over emails as early as 2018? This is where cancel culture kind of gets me in the wrong way. Do we really want to go back and go relive all your ruin a guy's life who's never going to coach in the NFL again, a sport that he loves because of a mistake that he did? And you go ask those Oakland Raiders, those players, and everyone at ESPN that worked with John Gruden, not a racist thing was ever said. To, and, yes, what he did in those emails were totally wrong. But he thought that it was business and they were never going to get leaked. That's why you don't say crap over the web because things are going to get leaked. You don't tweet. You don't email. You don't Facebook. You don't do it. You don't do that because stuff can get leaked. But that being said, I don't think he should have lost his job over it. That happened three years. Latest one was three years ago that we know of, 2018. But the really bad stuff was in 2011. Do we want to go back with your cancel culture? Everyone calling for his job. Do you want us to go live your life and say what you did back 10 years ago? What you did? I'm just saying that this is what I hate about cancel culture. Why, while the Raiders have um, uh, theft people with theft on them, they have uh, child abusers on the, the team, but we don't call for their jobs. But a guy says one, a couple bad things. I know it's, it's really bad things. We're calling for his job. And it wasn't even part of this team that he's on right now. And then now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking him out of the ring of honor. Just because of what I he apologized, he looked sincere apologizing. Uh, the African American players on his team took it with uh, they they stood up for him. Derek Carsta, I just think that we're going way too far with this woke culture of everything like everything that has been said 
in the past, you had to fire them right away. And I don't believe that's right. There's some things you should be fired for in the past, but stuff, there's, you apologize. You seem remorseful. John Gruden hasn't done anything else wrong besides that. The guy, but now he's never going to coach again. What he said, I really, I don't condemn it. I don't, I, I mean, I don't like what he said. I have an African-American wife, everything like that, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure those players in the locker room have heard a lot worse than what John Gruden has said. I'm sure they've said a lot of things that was a lot worse. And what happened was Roger Goodell leaked it out. And he wanted John Gruden. He's like, I'm not even going to touch this. I'm going to let them meet because he knows about the woke culture and everything like that. And so he leaked. He's, I'm very sure he's the one who leaked it out. And he wanted him gone. And I just don't think he should have resigned or lost his job for it. Something that happened 10 years ago or even three years ago. He suspend him, maybe yes, something like that. But I just think that we're going way too far with this woke culture of everything. Like we have to fire a guy for something that happened. That that's just my beliefs. But go ahead, Jason. Tell me I'm wrong and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I uh, okay. I'll I'll tell you the story of of my day, and maybe that'll explain where I'm at on this. Uh, didn't watch the second half of the game last night. Didn't know about John Gruden's resignation. Until I woke up this morning, driving to work. Dang, you didn't watch the kind game. of uh, <laughs> kind of have a pit in my stomach about it. I mean, I'm a I'm a Gruden yeah. fan. I think you can still say that. Um, really like that team in Tampa Bay. Really like when the work he did with ESPN, especially yeah, exactly. the uh, was a great commentator. I, I really like the mini episodes where he would uh, do the quarterback, the quarterback camp. camp. I thought that was really good football. Um, you know, he was, uh, I believe, uh, Brett Favre quarterback coach back in the day. Uh, you know, he's, he's been in the league a long time. Um, so this morning on my way to work, I'm listening to talk radio. I'm, uh, I'm hearing about it. I'm uh, upset at cancel culture. I'm upset at people losing their jobs for things 10 years ago. I'm upset thinking to myself, like, well, what did I do 10 years ago? What, what, what if good thing there wasn't Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff when I was 30 or when I was 25, well, I mean, it was out there, but, but I wasn't, you know, as it is now. yeah. Um, good thing it wasn't there when I was 20. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, kind of had a day to reflect on it. Listen to a couple more stories, read another article, um, realizing that when I put, when I put those feelings aside, um, See, last night I went to bed and I thought it was one. I thought it was the one comment about the NFL uh, PA president, whose name I also don't recall, and that really wasn't. I don't know. In my mind, it wasn't enough to fire him, and I don't know where the line is or whatever. But then today, last night, you know. 30, 40 more emails, examples come out. And I'm sure there's another pile of, of those beyond that. And I've, I've kind of turned the corner. So I'm starting to think that, that John Gruden might not be the, the person that he presents himself to be. Not saying his apology wasn't sincere. Not saying those things that the players say about him aren't true. But just maybe he's not a good leader and maybe I can understand why the, why the Raiders did it. And I think at the end of the day, you know, he was basically told to resign or he was gone tomorrow. And I think if he doesn't resign uh, last night, that there's 
more that's released. And I think if they go on and on and, and keep playing that, that it's never not the story. So much like John Gruden said in the tweet, um, he doesn't want to be a distraction to the team. And I think that's, that's probably the best you can do right now. So like it or not, you know, the boat of the world now that is a completely level surface is, you know, uh, minorities, LGB, uh, QT, hope I said all the letters. I'm, I'm still learning myself. Um, everyone, you know, equity for all. And that's the way the world is. And, uh, definitely, definitely upset, not about the way the world is, but about, I think, I think to get from the society we are today to the world we want to be, we have to sort of cull the fields and, I don't like the overreactions that that seem to be happening, um, especially when it's when it's things in the past that we can't go back and atone for. Much like this this Gruden um, case, uh, it, it's 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 pretty upsetting, um, especially being someone who I, I feel like I'm 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 pretty. I don't know how other people would describe me, but I think I'm I'm pretty down the middle politically, and what I really don't like in our society right now is how much we overreact and how little we can actually have conversations, have real conversations. Um, does the firing of John Gruden advance society? No. Does going back and finding every tweet and era essentially erasing, you know, what, what was done, uh, help the world? No. And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but I think um, you know I have this I have this avenue to say that, and so I definitely can understand and agree with John Gruden no longer being the leader of the Oakland Raiders, no longer being the head coach, and that's really the only the only fact that that we have before us is that he will no longer be there. Oh, I, I would not say that. You don't think he'll? I mean. I don't, I don't think so. he's going to get a I don't think he's going to get a coach. I don't think he's going to be a coach again. Oh, no. But I would not be shocked if he gets picked up by, like, not like next year, two, three. It'll be a couple years. If NBC, someone like that, picks him up as an analyst. I would not be shocked because we are forgiving. Well, we used to be a forgiving country. I don't know if we are anymore. But um, I think some time has to go by. I, and there might be Yeah, a there will be time. Him. But we'll forget. Like, th this will blow over. Another big story will happen. Another coach will do something. And stuff like that. But what I don't get is why are we doing the guy said some bad things that okay, let's put it have you ever been in a locker room with your teammates and everything? Jason has in high school, I have. We've said some things. We've said some of those words, but I I know I have. But I was young, I was a teenager, I didn't know any better at the time. I said some of those things. It it should I be worried that I'm gonna lose my job? I mean, we've all said things and we learn from mistakes. I know it's like three years, but he thought he was like those w w emails were like a locker room basically with his coworker. He thought it was in private. Not saying it's right. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it should. That's why you need to always check. Don't say things, write things over the internet, email, tweet, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever the case may be. Don't hit send. Look it over and think about it for about ten, five minutes before you hit send because it can change your life like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I've written many, many emails for my companies over the years, and I never once ever got close Your to... companies different than NFL work? Well, I, I don't know how different it is, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, the more you think about how brazen he's being and, and i mean he's sending this it's it's an email there's more than just the it was when he's worked at espn as an analyst well right but it's still a company email to another company email where he's bringing up comments like that which i would consider public that's like a public conversation you know and if you want to so take it a little farther like what's he what's he saying in private now it's it's pretty hard for me to sit here and say anyone's a racist, anyone's a misogynist. I'm not going to go down that road. I don't know John Gruden's heart. I don't know those conversations. But what I do know is this, and this is where the, the cancel culture and me don't maybe meet eye to eye, is I think if we're going to go back and cancel everyone who's ever said a wrong word or uttered an incorrect or a politically incorrect phrase. I think at that point when we actually can do that, I think that uh, racism and homophobia and misogyny would have to be eradicated from the earth. And they're just not, you know? And I think sometimes we forget about the world we live in. I, I understand we're not quite the world we want to be yet. And maybe when we fire guys like John Gruden, we take, an incremental step closer to that world. But I think that we really need to, I'm concerned about the overreactions of society to get there. It's the millennial. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I just said it, but whatever it's because back when me and you were growing up, we, we didn't sit in Like we didn't like, we didn't want to cancel anything out. We just didn't listen to it. We just didn't watch it. We just, we just, we don't agree with what you said. We're not going to watch you. Right. We didn't go over and beyond now everyone stays at home and has to feel sorry for themselves and that's where our society is right now that's ex exactly where our society is like we had oh what could we cancel today what could we get rid of today instead of just not watching it if that makes any sense but you know what i like you said i don't know what john gruden does in public I, that's why i never want to meet my heroes right that's why you don't want to meet your role models because you don't know like my guy steph curry i'm scared to death to meet this guy because he seems so perfect, happy marriage, blah, 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 blah. But what is he really like? You know what I mean? So that's where our society is, and I agree with you on that. But I just don't think, why are we rushed to judge? It, I mean, it wasn't even like a thorough investigation or nothing like that. Just get out of there. So that, that that's the problem I'm having with. Like, yeah. just at least do an investigation and see what the motive, like, what was going on. But we all know Roger Goodell leaked this because Roger Goodell doesn't like John Gruden. That's all this is. Well, and, and uh, par part of you also is maybe, you know, a little terrified to come on this podcast and not say exactly what right, everyone right. else is saying you know and i'm i'm a little like who's gonna who's gonna play this back in 10 years when when uh we're doing better things with our life and <laughs> and and maybe knock me down for for what i said so that's that's the part that is i'm, I'm just i'm just saying as a you got to get over it well right yeah i mean i'm not I was gonna, the same way like you when i first started radio like we had the car high school coach on and i was afraid to say anything but then i watched my like mentor i guess you can say screw it I mean, who cares? If, if you're going to go down, you're going to go down with your beliefs. Why fake it? You know what I mean? Like, say what you want to say. Not racially or just <laughs> well, like, sure. stuff like yeah. that. But, yeah, but anyway, that's my thing, and I'm so, tired of talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little tired of thinking about it, too. The only problem I have is, yeah, we fire John Gruden, right? We fire him. 
But yeah, we're allowed to have a child rapist on the team. We're allowed to have a guy beat his girlfriend on the team. We're allowed a guy throw his girlfriend on top of guns on a team. We have a guy beat his wife to a pulp and he's still on a team. Why are we not outraged about that instead of this? Well, give him time, Trey. No, it's been <laughs> it's been how long? Like if yeah. the Ray Rice video never came out, Ray Rice never came out, he was only gonna get a two game suspension. There's no video of this. And that's why that, that, that's why I'm having trouble with this. It, it, it's if you have talent, you're gonna get another job in the NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever the case may be. Michael Vick, prime example, goes to prison for four years, comes back, gets a job right away. And can, Michael Vick did the right thing. He admitted what he did. I mean, he kind of had to anyway. But he, he served his time, no complaints, did his thing, and came back. And he not, now he's a changed man. So for, as far as we know, he seems like he's a changed man. But he gets a, another opportunity. But yet we fire a guy for saying a couple bad things a couple 10 years ago? Yeah, well, there's many, many uh, – doesn't seem like – you know, in many cases, we could. I mean, Josh Gordon. I just saw him catch a pass the other night, and he's on. He's on his eighth. I think his eighth. His eighth reinstatement. Um, you know, Tom Brady actually cheated at football. He and didn't his, cheat. It's well, a that's the allegation. Day. I'm just saying. You know, everyone hates Tom Brady. He, but he, you know, he four game suspension, and I mean, it, it, which was wrong. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, if if if, if you, you can't really weigh it out, um, it's. It's tough, but the only thing, you know, I guess that we know for certain is John Gruden no longer the head coach of the Oakland Raiders and probably not part of football for a, a while. I don't know if he can ever come back. I, I won't say that he's done, but but he's He might he's be out. done, but I think that at time, like four or five years from now, I would not be shocked if someone hires him. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could happen. I, I guess anything's possible. Um so anyway, uh, once again, I guess just to just to close the the segment up, uh, definitely, Watch definitely disappointed in in the language that was used in those emails. Of course. And I didn't read them all. I'll be honest. Um, definitely disappointed, and uh, a little bit a little bit concerned about the world that we live in, and I think that's okay. And if anyone wants to. DM me or send me a line on that. I'd, I'd be more than happy to talk you know to you. Well, I got my Twitter it. handle out right now. You can DM me all you want to. Trade thirty twenty five. I'll tell you straight up. I got over two thousand comments on a Jamel Hill tweet that I tweeted out over a racist tweet. It, 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 I'll go back and read it. I forgot what it was about, but I was in church and I saw. I, I know I just, my dad was preaching, and he said something that was ridiculously stupid. And I just said, "I'm married to an African American woman," or blah blah blah. And a lot of people came out after me. Say, oh, that's the worst type of racist. You just get pleasure. I'm like, whatever. I like, you can't respond to these people. They, they, that's what social media is. You, it, I mean, that's what everyone. They're just out to get people. It's not for good. It was meant for good. It's not for good. It's there's a lot of good things with it, but there's a lot more bad than it is good. So just before you say anything, think twice before you do it. Wait five, ten minutes, and then. And then delete it and exactly. don't post it. That's the exactly. best advice. Uh, just delete that email, John. And never Gruden. tweet an email when you're angry. Oh yeah, never. and if you're ever angry, and never check your email past seven p.m. That's that's also just a little tip from uh, from Jason to to the viewers or to the fans. I never even check my emails. I have like four hundred. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've beat this horse to the ground, um, and I'm not talking about I'm not supporting beating horses. So just uh, 
Uh oh, cancel's coming Uh-oh, after you. We're gonna be, we're probably gonna be canceled. You're gonna be canceled. Comment. I'm not. I didn't say that was that was not Trey. I'll I'll say that right now. Um, all right. Well, uh, you, you haven't been here in a couple weeks, Trey. Um, One week. Well, two weeks since we recorded the last yeah. show. So, what what uh, what did you see last week? I know you watched every football game. Not only I didn't watch school, every football game, but college and the pros. Oh, um, college! Oh, was so amazing this weekend. Oh, so good. Was it? I feel like college football is just not even oh. a part of my life anymore, which well, is weird. Good, I used to watch you it. because I wish I can, but I can't. College football is amazing to me. Alabama goes down. Texas A&M beats them. OU puts their backup quarterback in, beats Texas, which I'm very sad about. But anyway, Alabama lost. Did I mention that? Uh, Georgia's a true number one. I was going to see today. Actually gave up another touchdown. It's only two touchdowns they gave up all year. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that's college football and an Iowa proved their dumb, like had a good comeback from the win from over Penn state. So that Michigan's still undefeated. So, oh, and Ohio state looks like they got back on the right track. So that was Saturday. You want to talk about Sunday now? Well, yeah. What, uh, what caught your attention in the, uh, in the NFL or, um, you know, I, I, what uh, caught my I, attention was the Arizona Cardinals could be legit, even though they only barely won against the 49ers but they found a way to win. That's what the good teams do, right? You're going to have days. Like they just came off an emotional – that's the Rams. They just played an emotional game, and then they threw a big old crapperville against the Cardinals the following week. The Cardinals didn't go and beat the Rams in a big game, and then they still find a way to beat the, the San Francisco 49ers, even though Kamara didn't go off and probably kill a lot of your fantasy people that week. But just the way they, they won a game without scoring high points and they found a way to win a game. Even though it was against a beat-up San Francisco team, but yet you still won that game. It's uh, kind of amazing to me. Uh, I kind of feel bad for your Giants. Uh, <laughs> well, there's nothing to feel bad about, Well, Shaquan Bar, that freaking injury, that guy, the play was over. He was just walking back and he just – I think they lucked out with that because it's sounding like it's a couple it's weeks. It's only a couple weeks. Not He's not on IR, so that's a, a season good thing. ender. Uh, Denny Dimes, he, oh my God, he looked drunk. That was rough <laughs> to watch. And, and, and he was having a good hit, year. The hit wasn't dirty. No, He's was probably going to miss this week. I think that's probably a, uh, at a least a possibility. Thing, you're playing the Rams. I kind of like it because I have the Rams D and I'm going to put them out there against that very undermanned uh, offense. And I think it's going to be all right. So yeah, if you have the Rams D or you want to, I don't know what their daily fantasy value is, but that might be a, a big, a big time play. I don't think the giants are going to do much against that Rams D. Um, you know, I, I feel, but it's, it's, it's hard for me as a giants fan and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but, I feel like with all the injuries the past couple of years, what we really haven't been able to do is evaluate Joe Judge as a head coach. We haven't been able to evaluate Garrett as a play caller. Oh, Garrett's horrible play caller. Um, He's a horrible play caller. I, I think so, but it's it's hard. Uh, you know, these last – I feel like there's been three Giants coaches since uh, uh, Coughlin left, and they've each gotten two years. And I don't know if um, – that can justifiably, you know, prolong Judge's career or get rid of him at this point. I think the injuries have just been, just been terrible. And then all the while, um, you know, the guy we didn't pick, Josh Allen, because we took Saquon Barkley. Uh, Josh Allen's over here on the other channel. They're four and one. Well, was it Josh Allen the draft after Danny Dimes? Well, the Saquon Barkley draft, he was the same. He was, he, yeah, but Shaquan Barkley's one in a million, though, dude. That well, guy, if he stayed healthy, he would know if all he can stay injured. healthy. Which, I mean, unfortunately, it's not about if you can stay healthy; it's about what 
kind of stats are you putting he's on the field? He's a contract here this year too. Y'all got to make a big decision. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be in that room. I mean, I, I the guy has all the talent in the world, and I, I, I have him. been excited about it to death. But the fact is, is we we have maybe three wins or four wins with Joe Judge as the coach. I mean, it's it's not been pretty um, since he's been. <laughs> around six last year oh we won six oh it feels like two you know it's it's six because you almost got in as a six and ten team or somewhere i mean or seven and it's been pretty bad um there's a lot of problems it's not just the guys that are injured it's the offensive line it's uh you know maybe our best draft pick was the guy uh anthony thomas um a couple years you know i think last year actually he he's he's playing well Dimes plays well for a game or two, regresses. The concussion's not his fault. Um, Dimes was top three fantasy quarterback, I think man. He's, I think he he's still good. number 10 or 11. We'll, I've got those stats pulled he up. We'll, actually we'll go through that good. here in a bit. Um, but it's been rough to watch. Uh, at least you have a Super Bowl in the last I 20 think, years. I uh, think you know, the, the fun game of the week was that Browns-Chargers uh, game. So are the Chargers the top team in the AFC after yes. that game? Yes, I believe that. I do too, but I'm concerned about giving up 42 points to the Browns. I mean, well, no one's going to stop that running attack. I mean, the Chargers are so weird, right? But that that's why I like them in the West because they can beat you in so many ways. I mean, the Dallas Cowboy game, one of the highest flying, like the best offense in the league almost right now, only held them to 20 points. But then you give up, like you, they, they can beat you, like they can play you in a dogfight, or they can beat you high scoring. I, I feel that's like maybe the Chargers play down to the. I, I don't think the like Browns. The Cowboys. They're yeah. like the Cowboys. They play down to the they play they you well the Cowboys this year aren't doing that by the way we'll get in that a little bit later but the Chargers I like Justin Herbert I think he's a third MVP candidate right now in my voting uh, I like the way do you have one and two if he's three one I'll go Josh Allen I think that's the best yeah. team I think I that's mean, the best team in the NFL right now I think he's, he's killing doing I mean the guy is a stone cold killer I know a lot of people have Lamar Jackson I'm not there yet I'm I'm just not. I, I you don't he, think he's two or at least four? I mean, you said mm, Herbert's three. Tom Brady's got to be at number two. That guy, what he's doing at forty-five right now, he threw five touchdown passes last week. Yes. Five. Uh, a lot of great quarterback performances last week. I mean, I not very good field goal kicking. Have wa- I should have watched the second half and watched Lamar Jackson th- throw four touchdowns last night. I didn't watch a lick of that game. Um, some of these guys flying under the radar. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably having mm, a, a pretty mm. good start to the nope, year. Nope. Uh, probably dark dark horse Devonte Adams. He's having a great season. Could they play somebody first before I? And then uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry would probably be the number. Could three. he be in the top ten at least as a running oh, yeah. back? I mean, he's, I think he might be. Three for me. He's having a phenomenal season. Now yeah. the Titans themselves aren't. Um, the Bears are three and two. Do you believe that? I mean, yeah. Well, well look who they beat though. I mean, the. I don't think the Raiders had their heads in the game on Sunday. I, I think the Raiders are done. Yeah, I think that loss kind of. I think they were running on like luck a little bit. Everyone was buying it. I wasn't buying into it. Well, and with all the locker room problems, um, you know, not to not to go back to what we were talking about, but but watching watching the Gruden stuff unfold this week, I was like thinking that Urban Meyer was going to get fired. I yeah. thought Urban Meyer was going to be. Why is Urban Meyer getting fired? You know what I mean? Well, right, and and should he be? I mean, I think I'm not trying to compare no. it to Gruden, but on its own no. merits. No. Well, the the only thing I'll say about Urban Meyer is it sounds like he's lost the locker room, and they're zero and five. Has he? Because they've been in a lot. They've been in games, and they've lost them all. But they've been in games. Well, if they lost the locker players, room, they would quit on him. 
They didn't quit on him. I think they might be playing. They should have beat Cincinnati. Themselves. They they play the Dolphins this week. I think it's maybe their opportunity to get that first win. We'll see. I don't think they're playing for Urban Meyer anymore is kind of all I'm getting at. And if that trend continues. Well, Urban Meyer is going to go to USC next year. I think that's what's wow. going on. Wow. So you, he's trying to come into the league for one year. I mean, I like just Nick can't. Nick Saban did it. Why can't he? I can't believe that he uh, – I think Saban stuck around for two years. But I can't believe that he didn't get on the plane and go home with the team. That's That's right. pretty weird to me. I have no problem with him going to a club. Yeah, I know all like that, that stuff that he because did is NFL fine. Players do it and cry. I don't like yeah. that coach, you know what I mean? But you're right. Not going on a plane with your team in the NFL is kind of wrong. And then having to explain this situation, I think it's just, I think it's just a rough start. I mean, it's not the way he probably wrote it up, you know. Um, so uh, some other, some other action around the league. So the Lions can't catch a break. I think they've lost two games. No, but second. I will play for Dave Campbell. I would too. His emotions after like big tough guy. Is it right? Dan Campbell? Da- Dan Campbell. Yeah, it's Dan Campbell. I'm I, sorry. I have Dave Campbell. I was just wondering. I, 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 uh, Dave Campbell's high school. Yeah, watching that that post game conference, I was. Uh, man, they they really should be two and three. They have a shot to be two and three, and. Well, think, if we go back to the first game, they could have won that first game, but they didn't. Well, I think they were down by eight in that game, so I won't. I won't give them that one, but I'll give well, them. Well, they were uh, on the verge of moving. Now. Yeah, yeah, they were, but it, one one score. But they they really have lost two on these like last second mm-hmm. field goals. I one's think, a sixty six yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, to one's Justin the Tucker. record. Uh, They're the first team to lose by fifty plus yard field goals, and and they done it in five weeks. That that team's just I don't, I don't they can't catch a break. Well, no, but when they coach, do, um, when they do. I think they Watch will out. catch some fire. They're they're streaky. I'm not saying they're going to win eight in a row or anything, but they're a streaky team. They could put a few wins together. Uh, maybe they'll get hot, you know, in this upcoming week. Um, it looked like uh, Roethlisberger had some had some uh, good. I, I saw some deep throws that were on target in this game. Now they lost Juju Schuster. Listen, even a blind scroll finds a nut every now and then. Hey. He has one good week and watch the next couple of weeks. He well, will not. I'm telling you, he'll do. He did it just to get the monkey off his back, and now he can't. <laughs> I guarantee you he had ice packs on his shoulder all week because he was like so dull. And then, uh, you know, as a uh, DK Metcalf owner, Seattle Seahawks, that was oh, tough to watch. So, Russell Wilson's never missed a start in his whole NFL career. Yeah, and he was like number gonna, two or three behind Favre yeah. on that list. And I now think. he's going to miss six to eight weeks. That just proves you how good Favre was, like how – a stupid Farb was, I guess you can say too. I guess. Well, I just, he, you know, he, <laughs> he played was with tough. a lot of concussions, man. Um, Wilson's tough too. I can't even believe no, he went really back tough, in. That finger looked terrible. Was that was like I was like, man, HD is too much. I don't need HD sometimes. Uh, I w- I didn't want to see that finger. You know, I I think I think that injury really hurts Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett is a chemistry receiver with Wilson. I think it might even help Metcalf just because he's a bigger guy. He's just a big target. Smith and him seem to have a connection already. I don't know if that goes back to the preseason or OTAs or whatever. Um, Geno Smith actually is good on the first time, drive. Uh, well, you know, he gave him some life. Um, he was he was a productive quarterback with the Jets. He really hasn't played meaningful football in a while. I was kind of shocked that he was the backup quarterback when he came in. But I forgot he was in the league. I think he can keep the. Um, I don't know. They, they don't have to change the offense. Like if you go get Cam Newton or you do something like that, you have to like retrain, maybe slow things down. Um, I, I'm not saying the guy will win all the games and replace of Russell Wilson, but I'd be, I, I think we'll be surprised at the end of this run that he goes 500. 
Something yeah, like that. I don't that. know, dude. That team's not that good. Well, but they're they play a lot of the NFC West teams and yeah, other but teams. Yeah, but that, that defense can't stop a cold. I mean. Well, they're going to have to get better on defense. That's for sure. Um, that, they that they look the worst cold. I've ever seen a Seattle team yeah, that's the on defense. Worst. They have played a lot of opponents with a lot of firepower, but this is the NFL. Care. I think all the teams, even uh, there's no easy easy weeks, um, no easy weeks coming up. So, uh, well, any more any more thoughts on what we saw last week, Trey? Or First you want to? I want to talk about a little bit about my Dallas Cowboys since you rambled on about the New York Giants. So okay, let's do some team. cowboy talk. I've missed Cowboys it. are legit this year, guys. I'm not. I'm are not, they? That they, they're if they stay healthy. They are legit. That's the key word. If they stay healthy. That offensive line stays healthy. That's the key. The way they're running the ball, they're averaging over 200 yards rushing a game right now. The only game they didn't rush good was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which no one's going to rush against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. That's the best pass, uh, rush defense in the league. But that, that offensive, man, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, both of them getting almost close to 100 yards each week. Uh, you have CeeDee Lamb who can beat you over the top. Amari Cooper can beat you anyway with those route running skills that he has. Then the other wide receiver, Wilson, uh, forgot the other guy's name. Uh, but then they're going to get Michael Gallup back. Dak stays healthy. This team, this Diggs, Defensive Player of the Year so far. Howard has six interceptions. It's six. Six yeah, it's interceptions six. in five games. That He's a ball hawker. He's the best thing that came out of Alabama. I'm sorry. I just don't like Alabama, but I love him now. Uh, but I just think that – that defense is – they're getting better each week. Even though they did play the Giants who were injured, but they did what they had to do. They blew them out. If it wasn't for a red zone uh, turnover at the five-yard line, that game was already going to be over. You know, the only – I mean, there's nothing to add. They're, they're playing great. They're the number one team in the NFC. I'd even put them ahead of the Bucks. I'd the put them ahead team. of the, the Cardinals. That They're definitely the number one for me. Uh, but what I'd like to see is that defense is elite – and they need to close these games out. They need to stop letting teams because they've had such a big lead that the teams can't quite get back into the games. But they're giving up yards and points late, and it's not just because they're playing free. You're just games. saying that because the Dallas Cowboys is your defense. It's not really that. Um, <laughs> I, I think that will hurt them if they don't correct that yeah. later in this when they play a stiffer competition. What are you talking when, about? They beat the Giants 44-20. to 20. Well, right, because the Giants can't score much more than 20 points. But when they play a Buccaneers team again, if they get that chance, when they play – um, the Rams. Well, later. no one stopped him. Tom Brady with one minute and 37 seconds. I'm just saying, to you, go get a field you have goal. got to – you can't give up anything when you get to the playoffs when, it, when no. it matters. And that's the only thing is I'd like to see them – you know, where where can they improve? And I think that's it. You know, throw, throw the hammer down. Like, don't, don't let anybody score. And then the other thing, we got to talk about the horrible field. Man, if you had kickers this week, good God. This, that, that was horrible. That was – the, the Cincinnati Bengals-Green Bay game especially, what, four or five missed field goals to win the game? You got to do better, man. You get paid to do this. And the Bengals had a chance to win it. Everyone's saying the Packers are a better team. I don't believe that whatsoever. The Bengals have offensive weapon power. Joe Burrow, Chase, even though Joe Burrow went to the hospital after the game because he had a throat contusion. But – Saying that the field goal kicking this year has been horrendous, hasn't been that good at all. There's already been 10 missed extra points this year. I think it's the most it's been since they started moving the field goals back. So the field goal kicking kind of stinks right now. That's one thing that needs to improve. But that town, that Cincinnati Bengals-Green Bay game, I'm like, could someone just end this game, please? Thank God for a 10-minute overtime to end it. If this is college football, we'll still be playing probably. <laughs> uh, so 
that's all I got to say. Um, but, yeah, I'm still not buying Lamar Jackson, even though he had a great comeback win. I still don't think he's an accurate player. He had one good game. Hollywood Brown. Uh, You'll come around on Lamar. Don't worry. No, I don't. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But, anyway, I think he's a great running when, back. Uh, I don't think he's a great quarterback. All right. Well, last week uh, with Mike on the uh, on the phone calling in, we uh, we went over who the uh, top ten uh, players were, and I thought that was that was pretty cool. So why don't we check in with those stats again? And uh, I'm gonna I'll go down the the, the top ten. Um, we're gonna do half point PPR again. That seems to be the most common league out there, and uh, we'll just see if we're surprised or if we agree or you know. And and I noticed some guys, some bigger names have jumped. They had a good week last week, and they've kind of jumped back into the mix here. So here's the uh, top ten quarterbacks in uh, half point PPR so far for the season. Number one, still Patrick Mahomes, because uh, he has. Ow. Well, he has 16 touchdowns and uh, a rushing touchdown, and he barely—he's barely ahead of Tom Brady in that scoring. He's—he's he's like one A and one B is Tom Brady. Um, the third—the third guy is Lamar Jackson because of his rushing yards and his—he has 341 yards on the ground. Now that's. That would put him, I think, number five or six running he back. He is I a mean, running game in Baltimore. Well, he also has uh, 1,500 in passing yards, which is only 200 less than Brady. And, because he has uh, Hollywood Brown who can take it from the screen pass all the way down the field. Well, Brady's got Antonio Brown who can also do similar Just, stuff. So I, I think at some point he's throwing these balls. He's only Antonio, got eight touchdown passes. Antonio Brown is the third wide receiver on that team, by the way. Number four is Josh Allen who, uh, who has 12 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. He also has two rushing touchdowns, so that's probably helping him. He's got 188 rushing yards, too, so he's probably the number, oh, three or four uh, rushing quarterback out there. Uh, number five is Justin Herbert, who has jumped up into this after a huge performance last week. He's only got three picks, 13 touchdowns. Uh, Kyler Murray, number six. Jalen Hurts still hanging around the top ten, number seven. Rushing. Uh, he has 256 rushing yards and three touchdowns, so that's, that's a big deal. Probably hurting the uh, Miles Sanders owners. For yes. sure. Thank you for that. Uh, number eight, Matthew Stafford. Well, you have seven teams. You own every player in the league at least once. Number eight, Matthew Stafford. Uh, who good. I thought would be a little higher. He's kind of had some soft weeks, like just like Murray. The stats just haven't been there. Uh, Twelve touchdowns, only three interceptions, though. Number nine is uh, Sam Darnold, so he's still hanging around in the top ten. He's and then rushing. number ten is uh, Dak Prescott, rounding out the top ten. So he's got 13 touchdown passes versus three picks. Um, and, uh, Dak has 60 rushing yards. Sam Darnold has 62, but Sam Darnold has five touchdown rushes to Dak's zero. Um, and I, and a guy a little further down that I was, um, you know, Russell Wilson's 12, Kirk Cousins is 13, Daniel Jones is 11, but the guy I'm most, uh, surprised about in the top 15 is Derek Carr. I'm sorry, Taylor, Taylor Hinkey, uh, who is the number 15 half point. Uh, quarterback. He's got 1,200 passing yards, uh, rushing touchdown. He has 127 rushing yards. So I don't think of him as a runner, but he's obviously scrambling a little bit. Uh, 25 attempts. You know that that puts him ahead of Patrick Mahomes on attempts. Yeah, Mahomes is a few more yards. Uh, any any surprises there, Trey? I think it's a lot of the guys you'd, you'd suspect. Uh, Patrick Mahomes be number one to me. I mean, well, like I said, so it, this is based on uh, non bonuses. So half point PPR with no bonuses. Patrick Mahomes would have 136.5 fantasy points at this point. Tom Brady has 136.3. So really, they're tied for first. Yeah, Tom Brady's playing MVP like numbers. He looks like from the 20s Tom Brady uh, with weapons. Uh, uh, 15, no, I mean, 15 touchdowns, second in the league in touchdowns right now, and only two interceptions. 
Crazy. I, I would say Dak, but not really because the running game has been so efficient this year. I mean, they're running the ball 57, uh, 57% of their possession. The Zeke Ali and Tony Power are pretty much dominating that for him, so he doesn't have to do too much. Uh, but, no, I think they got to I mean, that's pretty much accurate from what I see. I think a guy who's catching fire lately, he's number 13 right now, is uh, Kirk Cousins. He's got 10, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions. But can't Vikings, win a game. Uh, well, they beat the Lions. Bro. No running game. They've had to, you know, Cook's been out. They've they've been, yeah. They they get to play some, uh, you know, less than less than optimal competition uh, every once in a while. But he's uh, he's making it count. Um, so let's uh, let's jump over to the running backs. Take a look at how how the season's playing out for the running backs and half point PPR. So I said Derrick Henry probably in the top ten for MVP for me at least. I think mm-hmm. he might be. I think he's top four. I put him in the top five. Honestly, I just think it's hard for running backs to win that award. But he's got 640 rushing yards in six games. He Um, has more rushing yards than 27 other teams. Yeah, I'd believe it. Um, He is 200 yards ahead of Ezekiel Elliott, who's in second place with 452. So he's got 190 more more yards. It's Uh, good to see Zeke back in the top two, though, after a couple years. He's also got... uh, Henry also has 14 receptions, which is kind of maybe five more than he had at this point last year. I th- you know, everybody's saying he's a pass catcher. I don't know if that's true, but he but he's getting more more looks. Uh, the number two half point PPRs, Austin Eckler, supported by his uh, 23 reception. I mean, he has 349 yards on the ground, no slouch there, but so definitely supported by. And he his- has a touchdown that doesn't he doesn't want. From last week, the hey, guy just pushed him in. Well, it helped his. It helped him in this list. Uh, number three is your uh, your guy Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, number four, Kareem Hunt. So I think he was in four last week. He remains there. He's got 149 recept receiving yards, 295 on the ground. Uh, number five, Najee Harris, who has 307. Which is shocking yards. because they're not utilizing them correctly over there in Pittsburgh. You know, they're not, but he's got like 500 yards uh, from scrimmage. What, two touchdowns this year? Yeah, I think one. Let's one see, rushing. one receiving and uh, one pass. One rushing. You're right. He has two. The number six player, I watched uh, I watched this game uh, from Wembley Stadium. Uh, it was uh, Cordero Patterson, Atlanta Falcons, the number six half point he's PPR. He's not even a running back, but um, they'll list him as a running back. Well, I think he's both. Um, only 173 rushing yards, but he's he's a lot of that offense, man. Watching that game, he's like – Well, because Calvin Ridley was out, which I for, totally forgot about that London game, and I had Calvin Ridley in three of my leagues, and I'm like – And you didn't wake up early I enough totally to correct it? I totally forgot about that game. <laughs> oh, man. Because it was the Falcons-Jets. Who I think he care? was a late sit. He was a Friday night He was, and I was so busy Friday night. I get home until 1.30, and then I was busy Saturday, and yeah. He, he definitely was a late sit. Um, number seven is Aaron Jones, who uh, 309 on the ground. Number eight, Nick Chubb. So even though his teammate is four spots ahead of him, uh, Nick Chubb has five. Uh, is, that, is that correct? 523 rushing yards. So he actually would be second. Zeke would be third. Uh, not looking at it in rushing yards order. But wow, 523. That's a few more than I thought he had on the ground. Uh, only five receptions. So that's probably what's holding him back. Well, no, what's holding him back is when they get in the red zone, they give it to Kareem Hunt and don't give it to Nick Chubb. That's what's wrong. Well, and it's man, these guys could both be number one running backs on a on a separate team, you know. Like I bet the cheese. I bet the, the cheese one home back. That's another guy. Got another shot. He got another yeah, exactly. shot. You know. Uh, weird, weird world we're living in. Uh, number ten, James Robinson. Number nine, Alvin Kamara. Uh, practically identical. He had a good game Sunday. Yardage. Too. Kamara has three passing touchdowns. Looks like Robinson has four on the ground. 
Uh, a couple other guys that are that are close to the top ten: Jonathan Taylor in eleventh place, DeAndre Swift in twelfth, and then yeah, you got some guys who've been who've been injured. Saquon is number sixteen; doesn't look like he's going to play for a couple weeks. Um, you know, and then uh, let's get into the receivers here. So anybody anybody um, outperforming who you thought where you no. thought they'd be? Trey, I think that running back list is actually, Perfect. with the exception of Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Um, you know, if you looked at the magazines this summer, it's probably these guys that are that are being talked about. So good job, uh, experts, for getting the running backs right. Um, wide receivers, man, this continues continues to shock me. Um, you know about who the guys we thought would be good versus who's actually been good this year. The number one receiver in all of fantasy football for half point PPR is Mike Williams, Los Angeles Chargers, because of that game last week. He really. Really is playing great football. Um, really playing great football. In my league, there's a guy that has Williams and Herbert on the double dip, and I think they had 100 points last week, uh, which is crazy. I think that those two guys probably beat my entire team's output for the week. Um, the number two receiver is Cooper Cup. So he didn't have a big game. I think he only had maybe two or three receptions, but he's had a, a huge start yeah. to the season. He had a good back-to-back back week. So he's, uh, he's I think, second in receptions with 37. He's tied with Tyreek Hill, who Tyreek Hill, um, I guess his knees banged up a little bit. He didn't play much of the second half Sunday night after that hour and a half uh, Made me mad. hurricane so storm. For that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just to watch Tyreek Hill not come back was tough for me to stay up so late and get really no payoff for that. But I love football, and, and um, I even love it when I lose. And, and I'm 2-3 and three in the season right now, and – Maybe this isn't my year. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of games left. It's not I mean, time to panic. There's 17 games this year. So. Uh, and there should be 15 or 14 in your fantasy league. So there's nine games left. And, you know, I just got to win them all, right? Uh, number four, Debo Samuel. So didn't have a big game again, but had a big start to the season. Um, Debo's not the yards leader anymore. It looks like Devontae Adams is with 579. And he's fifth on the list. Devontae Adams also has 42 receptions, which puts him uh, in first place in the receptions battle right now. Um, he's always got a huge number of receptions. I think did Diggs win it last year? I think Diggs, Diggs won it, but he's, he's outperforming Diggs this year by, by a landslide. Um, the number six receiver is Hollywood Brown, uh, probably in part because of another big performance. He seems to be getting one or two touchdowns a week. He has five on the season. Um, uh, Jamar Chase is the number seven receiver. He's uh, He's got five touchdowns and 456 yards at this point. Only 23 receptions, so he's making a lot of his opportunities but doesn't have the receptions, or he'd probably be even higher on this list. Number eight, Justin Jefferson, who's having that great sophomore season that everyone predicted. Uh, number nine is DJ Moore. I'd say he's probably – I mean, a lot of these guys are surprises, but DJ Moore more so than anyone is, is a surprise this year. Uh, 35 receptions, 440 yards, and three touchdowns uh, in the air. They're even getting him involved a little bit in the running game. Uh, number 10, DK Metcalf. He, you know, he's he's had some solid performances. He's got five touchdowns, so that ties him for the lead. Um, I think with, uh, like I said earlier, I think with Geno Smith, that's going to help DK's floor, maybe not his ceiling. Uh, we'll see how they do. And then, and then some other familiar names that are around the top 10. Uh, you got Mike Evans at number 11. You've got Terry McLaurin at number 12. Tyler Lockett at 13. Uh, Cooper at 14. Uh, and then some guys who are underperforming. DeAndre Hopkins is number 16. So he's only got 23 catches, kind of a slower start than normal. Uh, 
And let's see if we can find Stefan Diggs. Let me scroll down here. There he is, number 27. So I think Stefan Diggs is probably the number one receiver in most fantasy drafts. Uh, him and Devontae were, were tied maybe 50%. So Devontae Adams performing. Stephon Diggs underperforming, but it's only because of the emergence of Emmanuel Sanders and the tight ends and the rushing attack. Uh, it has nothing to do. I mean, he's he's got 47 targets, only 28 receptions. That's that's quite a, a different ratio than some of these other guys at the top. Uh, Cooper Cup has 56 targets, 37 receptions. Devontae Adams has 61 targets. So he's getting the volume share that Adams is getting, just not – coming down with the with the pass. Now, I haven't watched a lot of the Buffalo games, so maybe they just haven't been great passes. I don't know. And I'm sure Stephon Diggs is drawing the number one and maybe number two defensive well, that options. Tight end, that tight end for Buffalo has been his uh, – uh, Lights out Knox, is that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Knox. Knocks uh, your socks off? Yeah, that that's uh, Allen's favorite target right now. They're like best friends. Oh, yeah. And so I'm sure – which Diggs probably doesn't mind being low on that list as long as they're winning and winning a championship this year. So I which, think the Bills are all about winning. I, I – Man, I, I really thought the Chiefs would – the Chiefs underperformed in that game. That that rain delay didn't help either team. Uh, but the, the Bills were able to come back in the second half and just pick right back up where they left off. I mean, it really wasn't uh, – I don't know. Chiefs are 2-3. and three. I know you've predicted them to maybe finish third in their division. Uh, I don't want to write them off yet. There's way too much talent on that team, but it hasn't looked pretty. I can't believe Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback still. They'll finish second in that division with the Raiders downfall, and then the Broncos have proven they're not very good. So Yeah. Well, you knew the Broncos. I mean, hey, Teddy Bridgewater is a great uh, quarterback, but is, this is just a little bit more than, than what he can what he can, what he he can can do. Um, so let's look at the tight ends real quick. So number one is no shocker, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's got 30 receptions and four touchdowns, so he's always a red zone threat. Uh, Mark Andrews must have had a big game last he night. See, I don't think he was even in the – he was number nine last week, I believe. He's number two now. So he has uh, two touchdowns, 400 yards. That's probably what's given him his number two ranking. Number three, we were just talking about this guy, Josh Allen's favorite target, Dawson Knox. Now we're saying that he's only got 18 receptions on the season, but five touchdowns. And I think the last two games have been just some crazy numbers, uh, especially especially Sunday night. Number four, Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz. He's got that's a uh, surprise this year. Well, he's got three solid games under his belt, and that's all it takes to be in the top five as a tight end, apparently. Uh, 26 receptions, three touchdowns. I believe on Sunday he had like 75 uh, yards and five receptions. So um, I think Dak knows who he is, and I think he's looking to him. And it's just tough. There's too many people to cover, I think, for defenses. And he's probably the guy you got to let – open you're covering other guy you're, you're worrying about cooper you're worrying about lamb you're worrying about uh what's number one's name i always forget his name uh well you're worrying about him anyway so is it i was i, I get him mixed up i can't get number one i don't know number one's name but we'll we'll figure it out one of these weeks um you know it's a, so now you number six uh gronkowski number seven hawkinson those guys haven't played in a week and a half uh, number eight, Kyle Pitts. So he he had a big splash. And number nine, Hunter Henry, who also had a big game. So these guys were outside of the top ten last week, jumped up into it this week. Uh, and number ten would be Dallas uh, Godere, who rounded out the top ten. He's got 15 receptions, Dallas two Goddard. touchdowns. And uh, was just corrected on the name. It's Goddard. Uh, so, you know, tight ends, it looks like uh, basically the top three, Kelsey, Andrews, and Knox have 60 fantasy points. Everybody else is below 60. Just not a lot of – tight end might be a, a, a 
maybe the pass catching tight end might be a might be a dying fad in the NFL. A lot of these guys are, are they come in with a receiver body like Pitts. It wouldn't shock me if Pitts transitioned to wide receiver at some point. He doesn't even look like he has the mass to play tight end. I think that's just what he he was doing in college because they had such better talent around him. He's kind of a taller, you know, muscular guy. But uh, anybody surprising on that wide receiver tight end list? Um, you know, I'm shocked at the receivers, honestly, because of the guys we weren't talking about um, before the draft, right? And it wasn't just you and me, but but the industry not talking about Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams went in the sixth round in my draft. Uh, not talking about, you know, Debo Samuel. I think people had forgotten about Debo. Uh, maybe not talking about DJ Moore, you know. DJ, well, I thought DJ Moore would have a good year breakout year. I thought he would still find himself as the number one wide receiver. Uh, Debo San, uh, I thought he would have a great year. I thought CD Lamb was going to be top ten, but with all the weapons that they have, you got to share the ball. So, yeah, oh, it looks like well, I was he's still the number twenty-two. I mean, that's that's still really good. Yeah, too. and I think uh, he's twenty-two. Cooper's fourteen. So if you have a guy on your team that's in the top fifteen, it's going to be tough for you to be in the top fifteen. That's just kind of math, you know. But uh, I think you could trade the numbers on those guys' jerseys and they would do just as well. I, I think it's crazy they have two guys of that caliber on the same team. I mean, Dak's probably just like a kid in a candy store back there, a lot of drives. Oh, yeah. um, and he's uh, and Dak's, Dak's the difference, you know. Uh, we, we knew that would be the difference for the Cowboys is, is Dak's ankle. Uh, you weren't worried about his uh, ability to read defense. You weren't worried about his ability to throw the ball. Just just his ability to come back and be confident, and I think he's pretty much proven that that's the, he's he's correct. You know, he he's ready. Um, once again, they're only three points away from beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, being undefeated. Two points. Well, right, they they lost the the field goal. Um, but uh, amazing start to the year for that offense for sure. Um, so. Uh, I've got some I've got some picks here. We're we're getting close to rounding out the hour. I know we I know we stopped uh, to talk about uh, the John Gruden resignation at the beginning. So we hope you bear with us uh, to get a couple of uh, waiver picks and uh, some week six action. Um, so I'm just going to get into it, Trey. Stop me when you disagree. I know you're not shy about that. Uh, nope, I'll no. give you a chance to retort at the end. But here's my list for week six, and uh, hopefully I can hit a home run. I think it's been a couple weeks since I've picked it right. So here we go. Uh, um, I've got uh, Lamar Jackson playing the Chargers. Oh, Lord. Well, the Browns just, just tore him up, especially because of the rushing attack. So I'm going to put Lamar Jackson yeah. at the top of the list. And then I'm going to put Herbert at number two because the Ravens have proven that they're not uh, already a disagreement. Well, let me get through it, and then you can retort. So remember, Jackson, number one, you disagree with that. Uh, Herbert. At the Ravens, my number two play. My number three play, Tom Brady, who I haven't had in this list, but I feel like he's got to be in the list now. Well, it's scaring me a little because I played that Thursday night game. He hurt his thumb. He has thumb soreness in his uh, right yeah. throwing hand, so that might scare me a little bit. Well, Tom Brady might throw the ball left-handed against the Eagles and still throw five me. touchdowns. So. I don't care. Just beat the Eagles. That's all I care about. Uh, I got Kyler Murray at the Browns. I mean, they just gave, a, uh, gave up 49 points to Herbert last week. I feel like Murray's going to get back on back on track. Uh, number five, I got Dak Prescott at New England. I don't think uh, I don't think that the New England defense is going to slow down that Cowboys offense at all. And no. it is in Foxborough, but I think they're going to light them up. Well, 
Uh, well, there's no uh, Stephon Gilmore anymore. The top cornerback they got traded to. Uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis? No, Carolina. That's right. He got traded to Carolina this week, so they have no. So yeah, that defense kind of got hit a little bit. Uh, number six play Josh Allen at Tennessee. My number seven plays Matthew Stafford at the New York Football Giants. Oh god. My number eight plays Aaron Rodgers at the Chicago Bears. Uh, my number nine play I got Carson Wentz playing the Texans at home, and my number ten play I've got Trevor Lawrence uh, playing the Dolphins at home. So that's my top ten. Uh, and you didn't like the Jackson play no. because of what reason, Trey? Because he's not the third best I think quarterback. He's going to come back down to life this week. I think they he had one good throwing game, and everyone's jumping on his bandwagon and everything. I think the hype's going to get to him. I think he's just playing out of his mind right now. I think this is the week he's come back down to earth. Chargers are going to get the win. I'll put probably Herbert at number three, move Stafford at number one, playing against your Giants who are decimated right now on average. I just think once it's like 28 nothing, they don't have to throw That's that much. That's true, too. Anymore, but I so. think, but he might have four touchdowns right there. Oh, yeah, he might same. have a 300 so first half. I think uh, Stanford would have a good best. I think, and then Dak Prescott, like you said, I think you have him at the right spot. Kyle Murray against that. Um, Browns. Browns, they gave up over 40 points. They thought that was a good Browns defense. Uh, Josh, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm not hating. I just don't like. All right. Jackson. So you bump. You don't. You don't like Jackson, and we. I think we know that about you by now. But I think the truth in. in I fantasy like the guy. Football, I just don't like him as a football. Well, just the truth in fantasy football is when if you get about a hundred rushing yards to pad your passing stats, no matter what they are, you're going to be a top five play every week. And he seems to be. I think the Chargers gave up what two hundred rushing yards last week to the Browns. I mean, it's it's going to happen. They're going to give up rushing yards to this guy. Uh, let's jump into the running backs here. For week six, so my number one play, I've got Jonathan Taylor at the Texans. I'm kind of picking on the Texans, like I think the rest of the league will consistently all year. Well, the thing about the Texans' defense is actually I think number three in interceptions this year. I think they have six as a team. So just saying. Yeah, well, um, and they could. They're going. They're they bound play to win hard. a game. They play hard. I mean, they had a chance to beat the New England Patriots last they week. They did. They were up to. I was shocked that they get that they lost that yeah. game. Um, so they're that, playing hard for that head coach. If that punt wouldn't have been kicked off the guy, the back of that guy's helmet, maybe they would have won that game. Uh, number two play, I've got Robinson of the Jaguars uh, playing the Dolphins at home. My number three play, I've got Gibson of the Washington football team uh, playing the Chiefs. They're at home. Uh, my number four play, Najee Harris playing the Seahawks at home. Seahawks D just not up to snuff. I think they're going to be in bad situations because Geno Smith can – can play competent offense, but I don't know if he can if he can convert every third down. They're going to be in some some short fields. Uh, my number five play is Mixon, who I think will be back full speed ahead this week against the Lions. And my number six play is Kareem Hunt at home versus the Cardinals. My number seven play is Austin Eckler, who's on the road at the Ravens. Uh, my number eight play is Aaron Jones at the Bears. Uh, they're not going to have the Raiders this week. I think they're going to actually play a live football team. This could be a real game. Watch out, a real football game. Could Where is out. that game? Uh, it's in Chicago. So Bears have a chance. Bears have a chance, but uh, I think I think the Packers might have a better one. Uh, number nine play, Ezekiel Elliott at the Patriots. They could have another 100-yard day. Uh, looks like that's what's trending there. And uh, he seems to be getting stronger as the season's getting longer. That's his, that's his motto. Number 10 play is uh, Derrick Henry. I can't believe I have a number 10, but they are playing the Bills who um, give up rushing yards but 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 seem to have a running game of their own, and I think they're going to keep – going to be a good Monday night game. Oh, yeah, it's going to be going to be an amazing game. I'm kind of looking forward to the Ravens-Chargers game too. I think I think AFC's where it's at this year, honestly. Oh, yeah. 
where the competition well, is. Well, there's only top well, four top teams in the NFC right now. You have the Buccaneers, Rams, Cowboys, Packers, and everyone else is mediocre at best. Um, wide receiver. Well, anything about that running back list? Anybody you'd like to get in there that I that I left off of it? I think I think Taylor could be the number one play this week. That's why I got him there against the Texans. It, it could no, be right for that. Good. I think he's got a pretty good list there. Uh, wide receivers. Which pains uh, me to say. Number one play, DJ Moore against the Vikings. I got him as my number one receiver this week. The Vikings have not been great on defense. Uh, they have been in games, but have not been shutting down receivers. My number two is uh, Jamar Chase, who's at home versus Detroit. Uh, my number three play would be Devontae Adams at Chicago. He has 62 targets at this point. If he gets 11 in that game, he should have 150 yards and a touchdown. Uh, my number four play is Cooper Cup at the New York Giants. I know last week Robert Woods took the mantle, but it's time for Cup to get back to work, especially against the Giants. should be easy. Uh, my number five play, Justin Jefferson at the Carolina Panthers. My number six play, the number one overall receiver in, uh, in uh, PP, half-point PPR, the Chargers, Mike Williams at the Ravens. My number seven play is DK Metcalf at the Steelers. My number eight play is the Washington football team, McLaurin. Uh, seems to be the top dog on that team. They're playing the, the Chiefs at home. Um, man, the Chiefs might lose. I, that, that could be a game for the Redskins to win. You know, I, I just don't know. It's hard to, hard to believe in the Chiefs right now. It, it, you know, they could, blow, they could blow a lead in that game. They, they haven't. I don't think they've had a lead in the second half all season, except for when they yeah, beat. Yeah, but Washington's given over 30 points a game this year. That Washington defense isn't as good as people thought it was going to be this year. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to look for a bounce-back game. I think they got embarrassed Sunday night. I think they're going to come back and win things because they have to win this well, game. Well, they need to wake up. It's time to wake up. I think they're going to. It's been a bad dream uh, at this point. Well, what uh, they need to start doing is stop playing this freaking backyard football crowd and just play regular football. Yeah. It's catching up with my uh, Mahomes and stuff. For sure, for sure. Um, my number nine play is Stephon Diggs at the Titans. I think I've had him in here every week. I've probably been cursing your season, Stephon, but uh, I'll keep the curse going. As long as I keep winning week. games, I don't think he cares. And uh, my number 10 play is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans, who had a great week last week, and they're playing the Eagles on Thursday night. And hopefully Tom Brady's thumb and Tom Brady will be in that game. If not um, – Oh, he's playing. Who's the backup, Gabbert? Is Gabbert the backup? Yeah. You think Gabbert will see a snap this year? No. Is he the holder? He might have seen a snap because he's the holder. Um, all right. Well, um, a lot of injuries happened this week. We talked about the Russell Wilson one. So that probably hurts you if you're the Tyler Lockett owner. Um, the Giants are injured all over the field. Saquon's out for – they th they think two to four. You know, we'll see. He's not playing this week. Daniel Jones, I don't think he's going to suit up this week. I think we're going to see uh, Mike Glennon again. So – don't play your Giants starters. I don't even know who you would have to play. Um, I don't want to play Tooney. Is that his name? You know, to, uh, Tooney, you know, could be the one guy to play. Him and uh, Glennon, you know, they, they moved the ball last week. He had a big game. Until uh, he threw a punch. So, well, and, and I think he – I think the defender earned that punch. Uh, I, you know, I don't even know if I'd get the guy in trouble. Not that I'm condoning violence. Cancel culture. Um <laughs> So uh, he can don't violence and cancel not doing podcast anymore. <laughs> uh, Edwards Hilaire seems like he's gonna not play this week. Tyreek, well, he's, he's on the IR. He's out. So they got him out for three weeks at least. Uh, least uh, Tyree Kill, I have a question mark here. I I feel like the reports say he's gonna play. It's the minor knee tweak. Hopefully, um, 
knee injury for a speedy wide receiver doesn't sound like a good recipe, but hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's not serious, especially for my uh, you know I own Tyree Kill. If you own Tyree Kill, you're hoping that's not that's not a serious one. Um, Juju Smith Schuster is out for the season, so that's that's pretty uh, pretty rotten luck if you if you had him. Uh, if you have Deontay Johnson or James Washington, that probably helps you probably helps you if you have Najee Harris not that you weren't playing Najee Harris but I'd expect a couple more targets coming his way and then another injury I have written down here for the Giants is Kenny Galladay um, and he's going to be out uh, for, for one this next upcoming week so Kenny Galladay not coming back I heard that McCaffrey could start practicing again I don't know if he'll see the field this week and you got anything on the injuries front there Trey I thought he'd try to give it a go last week or he Oh, that's kind of why I think he'll he'll make it. I think it. he'll play this. And week. I wonder if Dalvin Cook's going to be in the same. Dalvin boat. Cook's kind of if he played last or a couple weeks ago, then he didn't play this week, and I didn't know that. He was on another team. Line. Yeah, well, he's. I think he came in and he. But I don't all know if he got I said, I went three and two this week. I won't find. Yeah, well, that's uh, three and two. Have you given up on? It? I thought you had seven fantasy teams. How'd I kind of worked out trades only. You only have five fantasy only have teams. Five. Okay. Um. I got a few waiver wire. The waiver wire is getting real slim out there. Uh, you know, obviously the guy to target would be Devontae Booker. Saquon's back up. Uh, he's only rostered 9% of leagues. Um, playing the Rams this week, so I don't know if you want to give that a go or not. I mean, it could be could be foolish if you need to put a touchdown or bust guy in there. That could, that could be your guy. Um, David Njoku. Backup tight end for the Browns. He had a career career day uh, Sunday at 170 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know he's he's not the starter, um, but obviously had a and he's only four percent rostered. So Baker and him obviously know about each other. Uh, Austin Hooper is the starter, although not having a great season. Um, Najoku might might see more targets because of that game. I don't know. It'd be risky to play him. But if you absolutely need to tie in, he's probably out there to pick up in your league. Um, and then another guy who got a lot of play last week because of the uh, David Montgomery situation was this guy named Khalil Herbert, who is running back for the Bears. He's rostered in 20% of leagues. Um, I think people picked him up last week. That's why he's at 19% because uh, Damian Williams was uh, had, a, had a cue going into the waiver period last week. So the Bears are really struggling at running back. Kind of surprising that they haven't looked at signing a veteran. I haven't heard anything like that. I mean, they've got they've got these young guys. They're just going to keep plugging them. I don't know. Uh, Montgomery's out for four more weeks. I don't know what the status of Williams is. Khalil Herbert had like 75 rushing yards, um, and uh, out he out carried uh, Williams, but Williams got more receptions. So if you if you miss the boat on Williams, you're still looking for a running back. Khalil Herbert could be your guy, and. And that's pretty much all I have as far as waiver goes. Um, anybody, anybody you're thinking of, Trey? Or like I said, Tooney probably gonna be on the couple waiver wires. Ooh. He might be there in a 12-man league. So yeah, Tooney, Tooney could be a guy to pick up. The uh, Madison, for the, I think that's his name. I can't remember his name. The the Dalvin Cook backup. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it'd be surprising if he's there in, in a 12-man, yeah. but he could be out there. In, he could be out there in some 10-mans. Um, He's he's solid. I think he had uh, 150 yards and, a, and two touchdowns. He did fumble last week, but but he uh, he had a great day. Um, 
there's a lot of quarterbacks that are that are getting some play. Now, I don't know. Maybe if you're in a two-quarterback league, you might need to look at, at picking up one of the backups. Um, Glennon, you know, playing the Rams, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in, but but he's out there. Um, Geno Smith might be uh, a guy you could start in a in a two-quarterback situation. Uh, maybe if if you're building a, uh, a DraftKing team and you weren't spending a lot of money on it, he might be a guy you could get really cheap, put him in there. You know he's starting, and they're probably going to throw the ball because that's what the Seahawks do. So he might be an interesting uh, kind of a draft king flyer so you could build a better team. And I'm sure he's uh, a little on the cheaper side. Um, good thing the 49ers aren't playing this week because I don't think they have a healthy quarterback on that team. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish I had a couple more waiver wire picks for you, but, but that's what's out there right now. So, so good luck. If you've got some fab left, spend it, don't save it. Um, any other advice for, for the listeners this week, Trey, watch what you write in an email, watch what you say on Facebook. Exactly. No, I mean, Trying to throw something out of the water, but I think Tony Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys is going to have a good game. A good game this week. I think he might be a good play for you if you want that. If you're in a single like DraftKings or something like that, do that. Um, man, just remember watch your fantasy uh, lineup. Uh, who's on buys and buy buy week starts this week? Jets, 49ers, Falcons, and somebody else. I forgot who. But they're all on by, so make sure you're checking your lineup. And make sure you check your lineup before the Thursday night game. Is there any uh, – I don't think there's a London game this oh, week. Yes, there is. It's Miami, oh, there is. So Miami and Jacksonville. Don't get caught off guard. Miami-Jacksonville. But I don't know if it's a 830 kickoff. Though. Don't get caught off guard like traded last week. Oh, um, God. Two games. Caught me off guard. Well, hey, it's been great having you back in the studio for uh, – I think this is our 10th episode, Trey, so milestone. Um Really appreciate it, as always, uh, for the walkthrough. This is Jason Reed. I'm Trey. Have a great week, and God bless everybody.